when I parked off Riding the cool with the top off I cannot fuck with no knockoff I'm in the stool like a pop star Damn it, I feel like an outlaw You wanna talk with a bow, dog? I'm in the room with the mouth lost I'm in the room with the mouth lost Let me deliver the Yo, welcome to another episode of the Big Facts Podcast Here with my boy Jack Hey Jack, man, what's good with you? It feels good to be back <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, man. Nah, for real, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Definitely great to be back, though. Hey, but you already know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know, we back with another episode. Here we talking QBs. QBs. Under center, signal collars. You already know what we talking about. El Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, these last few days, really this whole past few weeks, you know, this had these pro days. So a lot of the quarterbacks, they were already tabbed out to be, you know, top five, top ten draft picks. And, you know, we've kind of just been hearing around for a while now that since the 49ers traded up to the third pick that they got from the Dolphins, we might just have the top four picks in this upcoming 2021 draft all be QBs. I mean, it's crazy, but hey, this yeah, might be the one that we have got right now. <laughs> it's a crazy one. Um, if I had to say right now, you are in it right now. I got that bad Matthew Clemson being the boy. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a bad man. Clean number two, you already know I gotta go with that. That man that took took the bad man out last year. I call him the boogeyman because you know when he get on that field, he's something scary. That man, Justin Fields. So I feel like he'll be a he'll be a guy. He's gonna he's gonna pay him a Deshaun Watson pace. I think he's gonna start probably the first year or so trying to get into the offense, trying to get right, trying to learn the NFL. But yet by year two or three, by year three, he'll be he'll be calling like the rest of them, ready to go every Sunday. Now hold on there, now hold on now. So we got the top four picks in the draft right now. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars at one? We got the New York Jets at two. We got the 49ers at three, mm-hmm. and we got the Atlanta Falcons at four. Now, the top five quarterbacks right now in this draft that's rated right now is we have Trevor Lawrence, we have Justin Fields, we have Zach Wilson, you have Trey Lance, and you have Mac Jones. Mac Ooh. Jones, quarterback from Alabama, just won the championship. Justin Fields, obviously quarterback from Ohio State. Trey Lance, quarterback from uh, North Dakota State. You got the BYU Phenom and Zach Wilson. Phenom. You got the prodigy, the golden arm, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Now, out of those top five, you say you got Lawrence at number one. You got um, Justin Fields at number two. Who would you say are your third, fourth, and fifth choices at quarterback? When you rank them, uh, if I'm ranking them, uh, I'm definitely going Lawrence one again. Like I said, still two, like you still two, like I said before. Number three is actually going to be a surprise here. I'm gonna actually, as much as I don't want to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Mac Jones. 
because just by the, you know, the whole Alabama quarterbacks, we haven't had a successful one since, what, probably Joe Namath. So, with that being the case, it's a, it's, it kind of gives me that argument to want to put Zach Wilson or Trey, or Trey Lance in front of one of them. But the talent level he's faced every year, the offense that he's been running for the past like, two years now, you could probably say three if you count the couple of games he got in. Uh, well, as a, a sophomore freshman, but uh, number four, I'm gonna go with BYU's uh, Zach Wilson. Trey Lance has got to round up my five. Trey Lance had an awesome career. I'm not saying you can't diminish anything from his career, but you played one season, big dog. Uh, I mean, you really, you really want me to be honest? Uh, this is a kind of sound like Richard Trubisky all over again, just with a little bit more athleticism and probably a, a little bit more hype around him. Uh, he went to a, he went to a school that you know he did he was the, he was the Alabama of FCS. That's, that's that's true, that's true. But my thing is, when is he gonna show me something against the elite of elites? Like North Dakota, North Dakota State could have been came out here and tried to face one of these top echelon teams there to put put their quarterback to the real test. And I think that's why now you're starting to see a lot of these guys getting the benefit of that because now uh, GMs are looking at it like, okay, hey, we got to take a chance because we need a quarterback. But in no way, shape, or form, I say he's a bad pick. I just feel like he just needs a little bit. He needs a little bit more talent on his resume to say, hey, he's a top five, top five QB. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I I've got to say I agree with you at one and two. I think. And and to be honest, like this whole Trevor Lawrence clear cut number one, I actually kind of put him as a one A, and to me, Justin Fields is a one B. Like they're just so close. Like I and you know what? It's like ever since high school, you know, they've been the one and two guys at quarterback. And the thing that gets me is Trevor Lawrence, like. He don't get me wrong, like this dude is fantastic. But at the same time, like it's not like he puts up the gaudy numbers or anything like that. And he does perform in big games, other than, you know, you could say the Ohio State game, he didn't perform as well. But like, you know, and maybe you can even say the LSU game and the national championship last season against Joe Burrow, he might not have performed as well as some people might have hoped or even him, his own expectations. But, I mean, I just feel like him and Justin Fields are so close and so they should be so comparable to each other that I just don't see why that's not more of a debate than Trevor Lawrence is the clear-cut number one and everyone else is number you know two and so on. For the sole reason that one of the things that, you know, that really got me was, okay, last season, Justin Fields had a better completion percentage than Trevor Lawrence, and he had more touchdowns and a better touchdown-to-interception ratio than Trevor Lawrence. But yet, one of the things that really caught me was, okay, we all remember when Trevor Lawrence kind of went through his phase where he, you know, was throwing for more interceptions and he didn't look like that clear-cut number one guy in his second season. And I think it was because he was trying to do too much. But now people are kind of, you know, giving that to Justin Fields. And I just think that 
Justin Fields is still one of the better quarterbacks. Like, this guy is just great. Like, I can see a more compelling argument to, you know, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and uh, Trey Lance as being those guys that are more questionable in terms of just, like, who's two, you know, three, four, and five. But when it comes to, you know, that one and two, honestly, I would not be mad if the Jaguars at number one chose Justin Fields, but we all know that the perception is Trevor Lawrence is obviously the, the golden child of the draft, the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type of quarterback. So, yeah. I, you know, obviously, you know, that, that that's going to come into effect, and that's kind of why everyone knows that he's number one. But you can't really – there's no nothing really definitive in my book as to why Trevor Lawrence is – automatically better than Justin Fields. And I think that it's just going to be a discussion that honestly just goes into their NFL careers until, you know, we, we see what happens. But I, I do think that, you know, that that's going to be the case for the rest of their careers in the NFL. So if you're Jacksonville, I, I'm going to put you on the spot, Marcus. You know, two minutes on the clock, draft day. You tell me right now, Trevor Lawrence ain't the first one off the board? You, you, you say you're going somewhere else? You know, I, I actually, you know, it, it would come to just a deep dive on what we want to do as a team. Do we want to focus more on, you know, the passing game or do we want to focus more on the run game? Because I think that if you want to focus more on the run game, then I'd take Justin Fields because not only is he on par as a passer, as Trevor Lawrence is, but he's a better runner. And I think that with those physical traits that he has, now, you know, Trevor Lawrence can run. I'm not saying that he can, but we we both know that if you want to just do, you know, a 40-yard dash, Justin Fields ran a 4-4. You know, Trevor Lawrence isn't running a 4-4. He definitely has some speed on him. He'll probably run a you know, 4-5, 4-6, 40. But, man, Justin Fields athletically – is different, but it's just so, but they're so comparable with so many things that it is hard. And so, like I said, if, if it was, you know, more passing, you want to be a passing team, then I guess with the perception and everything involved, you go Trevor Lawrence. But if I'm a guy that wants to, you know, utilize, you know, quarterback runs and stuff like that, definitely go Justin Fields because I know that not only can he do that for, you know, a, a lot more often than not when it comes to just giving him, you know, 10 rushes a game or so, so on and so forth. But he can also pass the ball for me, too. He just gives me a different dimension that I don't think Trevor Lawrence has in that aspect. Okay, 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 okay. Well, if it's me, I'm on the exact opposite, baby. We're going to go ahead and hit up Trevor Lawrence, man. Man. I, I agree with you where they say – well, you can say their careers are about the same, just minus the national championships. Uh, I just think that if we look at the games and we look at the – the, you can say, yeah, Clemson didn't really play nobody except maybe like twice a year, maybe even, maybe three times a year at that. And Justin Fields – It's really hard to even say that, to be honest with you. The Big Ten has got the Big Ten has gotten stronger and stronger when the years have come by. So I can't say that – you know, it's an easy schedule, but at the same time, 
I feel like Trevor Lawrence at the time at the time of when he played, he's shown if I'm gonna be the best, I gotta show that I'm the best. And I'm not saying he, you know, Justin Fields hasn't shown that, but time and time again, look at it. I mean, went to Clemson, sat understudy for half a season, became the full-on guy, won the national championship, beating, you know, the SEC powerhouse, the the gods of high school, basically, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Coming back the next year, not only beating them, but also beating the same Justin, beating Justin Fields as well. Now we go, we go to the next year. We go to the next year, and yeah, you can say he didn't have the same season. Yeah, he he, he didn't have the same season. He definitely didn't. I will admit that four hands down. Justin Fields had a Justin Fields. We can just comparing the seasons. Justin Fields, yeah, he runs away with the contest and say, hey, I'm the number one. But well, I'm looking at the quarterback and the quarterback play. He stands out more to me as the guy that you want to lead that team. Because I feel like Justin Fields is going to be in an organization. I'm not saying he doesn't have leadership, but he's going to go to an organization that's probably going to have a leader solidified. And I, I know it's kind of crazy because think about it. Think about it. Jackson no, Fields, I, I, I don't know about that. The only that that's like that is the Jets. That's the only team. Think about it. Think about it. Jacksonville. Right now, Jacksonville, he's not going to go to because obviously Trevor Lawrence. Okay, we'll, we'll accept that. I'll accept that. If he does, if Justin Fields ends up getting drafted by Urban Meyer, he's amazing. I don't think he will. It but is definitely Trevor going Lawrence. Off, we're going off every man, every man, women, child, whatever's perspective, Trevor Lawrence is number one, right? Yeah, most definitely. Right. Trevor Lawrence, is he's, he's always been – he's been number tabbed two. the number one guy since his freshman year of college. Okay, so let's go number two. Let's go to Jet. Name one offensive leader on that team other than Makai Beckton. And he really he's a he's a second year player. Now, he was a rook last year. So name name yeah. one offensive leader. To be honest, the only guy that you can that you can say is an offensive leader is Jamison Crowder, the wide receiver. Just because I mean he's really the only guy that produces. All right. So and then my boy Vincent, he just he's only been there a year. So even in mean, as well. So what I'm saying is he's going to have to be the leadership vocal voice on that team. All right, number three, we look at the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker's been there for forever. He's the stone age of, 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 of the Dolphins right now when it comes to that offensive side. He's the only guy that's not different in the last four years or last three years. We, we got I mean, when, when it comes to Miami, you can obviously two two is going to be the leader of the team. You're yeah. going to have Devonte Parker. You got Mike Gusecki at tight end, so exactly. you do have some guys. But I mean, you, in the NFL, everybody has guys. It just yeah. you know depends on who is leading the team. Not even just at the quarterback position, but at the head coach yeah. position. You know, on defense, like all that matters when it comes to, you know, team success. But I, I, I get what you're saying that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that you want to lead the locker room. You want him to be the face of your franchise because you know, and everybody else knows that he's just been tabbed as that guy. And he's definitely, you know, he's definitely done what he needed to do to keep that that role. Yeah. So 
I, I give you that, but we all know that if you really look at Justin Fields' career, especially like at Ohio State, let's just you know take away the, the Georgia because honestly, people from from Georgia they were just like, well, damn, you know, what if we would have kept Justin Fields? We, would we have won a national championship? He was the guy, and you know, not Jake Fromm, but you know, we'll, we'll never know. But it, it's just with, with Justin Fields, you can you can go back to the time you know when they did face Clemson the first time in the semifinal last season, and a lot of people would say Ohio State should have won that game. A lot of people. There were two big calls that the referees made that went Clemson's way that probably shouldn't have. You're right. You're right. So, so those, those things, so those things, it's like, you know, you got to take those into account that Justin Fields, you, some people could say, you know, played better than Trevor Lawrence that day, but you know, Trevor Lawrence's team, you know, Clemson beat Ohio state, Justin Fields, you know, they threw that interception at the end of the game to seal it. And that was that, but Justin Fields had a good game. It wasn't, you know, as good as his other games that he's had, but it wasn't bad. So I I think that, you know, and then you see what happened this year in the playoff, and they just destroyed Clemson. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, with that being the case, I mean, if you, if you want to go head-to-head – Justin Fields technically has had the better head-to-head than Trevor Lawrence, you know, when they they played each other those two times. And so I don't know. It's it's uh it's really debatable, and but we'll see how the NFL careers, you know, they they pan out because obviously, you know, it also depends on the organization. And, you know, that's why I want to transition to now is it you know we have our top five teams. Where do you see each of these quarterbacks going, you know, in that top five? All right. Uh, we already know who number one is. Uh, simply put, we got the guy from Clemson, Trevor. Um, by his opinion, I don't want Justin Fields to go to the Jets because I feel like the Jets kill careers. They haven't had a successful quarterback since Mark Sanchez. Let's be real. And Mark Sanchez wasn't even a great quarterback. He just had the best defense, the best hey, manager. He was a game manager. He was able to, you know, not turn the ball over, keep the running game going, and they went to the playoffs, what, three out of I four can, years I, or three straight I years, can, something like that. Hands it off to the running back, Marcus. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, but but you still got to you still gotta make it respectable. You still got to be able to pass the ball in some way, shape, or form, and he was able to do that. I give him, I give him a little bit of credit. He did a little something. Like he might have seen <laughs> scenarios for a while. But nah, um, if it's me, I would want Zach Wilson to go to the Jets. But if if he if Justin Fields is going there, you know it is what it is. Uh, number three, we got uh, Miami. I'll be you honest. Forty Niners, Forty Niners, because oh, Miami they traded, traded that back. pick. Yeah, they traded it. So the Forty ers I feel like that's Justin Fields' golden spot. Uh, that offense, play action, got a good running game. Offensive line, kind of, sort of, still there. Receivers, up and coming receivers with Debo, Ayuki, and uh, uh, they lost Kevin Bourne, but I think they still have Dante Pettis sitting underneath. Uh, 
I think the defense is still top shelf, uh, even though Richard Sherman is older than the the uh, of time. Even though he, I think he got he went to the Raiders, didn't he? So yeah, Jaquiski Tark, that young secondary, and then those, that defensive line is like hell dogs coming after people. Uh, I think that's Justin Fields' bonus life. He that's where I really want him to go. And number four, we have uh, uh, you got the Falcons. Oh yeah, the Falcons. Trey Lance, Trey Lance will excel here. I I think uh, Trey Lance he's either going to excel very highly or he's going to fall very hard because they're banking on Trey Lance. But to me, I feel like they could have went another year or two and just got some defensive players this year. Um, I feel like Matt Ryan, he's still putting up the stats, the yards. Because a lot of those games, you think about the time the time they were losing, it wasn't it wasn't because the offense couldn't score, it's just that the defense gives so many points that sooner or later your offense is gonna run out of juice. They put up they put up uh, no not ranking Dallas defense at the top five, but first game of the season they put they put up forty against Dallas and still lost. They gave up they gave yeah, up that's eight. true. They had the they had the worst defense last year. the worst pass defense in the league last year. I think the number one worst pass defense in the league last year. Uh, well, the worst pass defense in the league last year. Uh, the so if you're giving up that, what do you what do you, what do you expect to happen if you get a quarterback? All you're getting now is just a successor back to the BS. So to me, I say yeah, Trey Lance goes at five or four, and that's my and then Mac Jones. Surprise! I'm not putting him in the top five. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him in mid round, and I thought like he's actually gonna go to somebody like. It's gonna be tough for me to say. I think he's gonna go to Carolina. Carolina. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna put him in a Jake Dell home situation. Uh, they got the receivers now. Christian McCaffrey takes some takes some pressure off Christian McCaffrey to run the ball and have to pick up massive yardage every every uh every year. I mean, you saw it. You saw it two years ago. He went from four hundred carries, four twenty two. Look where he's at now. He's not. Last year, he he broke down. You saw it. Shannon Sharp said it himself. They're the only back-to-back guy to do that is one guy, and he was a superhero, and that's Eric Dickerson. Well, you know, I, I um, and that's actually um, it's really crazy that you say that because it just has me thinking that you know, obviously, like you said, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. I actually, I really hope, I really hope Zach Wilson goes number two, even though to me he's the fifth best quarterback. If I if I ranked them, if I ranked them, I'd have you know Lawrence at one, okay. you know Fields at two, as that little one A one B, however you want to go with it. You know at three, I'd have Mac Jones. Four, Trey Lance, and then five, Zach Wilson. And I really think that, you know, the Jets will get uh, Zach Wilson for the sole reason that Zach Wilson is one of those guys that, you know, he can make something happen as long as you give him time in the pocket. You know, even then, you know, he can run around and make some – you know, he can make some good plays. He doesn't have, like, a Pat Mahomes arm or Aaron Rodgers arm or 
strong arm like that, but he can make plays. And I think, you know, that would kind of be the excitement factor that they want as a franchise, even though he's not the best quarterback. And I hope that it goes that way because if Justin Fields goes there, the Jets organization for a quarterback is where dreams go to die. And I do not want Justin Fields to go out that way. I, you know, when it, and this is just kind of just a black quarterback, you know, I want him to go to a good situation where he can thrive and something somewhere where they'll actually give him weapons to be able to succeed. And not like the jets where it's just like, you literally have to put everything on yourself and if you don't do it, then you're just going to end up like how Sam Donald is, where it's just like he has no weapons. Like, what do you expect a quarterback to do with no weapons? It's insane the way that they say, oh, well, Sam Donald didn't live up to expectations. Expectations where there's there's nothing there for him to, to, to work with. So I, I hope they get Zach Wilson or, you know, maybe they get a skill player like a – Devontae Smith or Kyle Pitts, maybe they go in that direction. Seems unlikely, but, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. You got um, at three, it's either going to be Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And the Mac Jones, the only the reason why I'd say Mac Jones is because, you know, I was listening to um, – I forgot what podcast I was listening to. It might have been The Athletic or so. But when they made the trade, I know a lot of people – it was – um, I think Shannon Sharp also said this as well on Disputed. But when you look at Mac Jones' skill set and the way Kyle Shanahan likes to employ play action, both guys have been doing that pretty much their whole careers. And I feel like they might love Mac Jones because the 49ers know they have weapons. And they've seen Mac Jones can distribute the ball to weapons as long as he knows, like, he knows where he's going with the football. So he can make those quick reads, get it out, and let the playmakers play. And that's what he's been doing in Alabama. So it's kind of, you know, you could say it's their perfect fit. I think Justin Fields would be a, a perfect fit there as well because Justin Fields not only can he do play action because he did it at Ohio State, i.e. really not, you know, under center, more on the shotgun. But, I mean, Mac Wilson, I mean, Mac Jones is more in the uh, shotgun as well. So it's kind of, you know, apples to apples when you compare it in that way. But I think, you know, from, from what I've been hearing, I feel like it'll be Mac Jones, but I hope it's Justin Fields. And then if you go Atlanta with the fourth pick, I, I'd have to say if, if Mac Jones goes to if Mac Jones goes to the 49ers with the third pick, if he goes there, the Falcons have to pick up Justin Fields. They have to. And the only reason, and the only reason why I say they have to, is because he's the it would it would it would break the bank for them in terms of you get the hometown kid that's from Georgia, yes sir, that played high school at Kennesaw to be able to be the new face of the franchise with the Falcons. And the one thing the Falcons have to do after that pick is they have to make sure that they hit on defense with the rest of their picks 
in order to be a good football team. I mean, that's just kind of it. And then with the fifth pick, you know, I just say, you know, that rounds out with the Bengals. And I, I'd say um, they have to go with a tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon. And honestly, at that point, I feel like, you know, if, if that shakes out as the top five, then I feel like Trey Lance, and um, he'll, he'll be kind of that odd man out if it shakes out that way. But I think that that's a good thing because the higher you go in the draft, the less pressure. So I feel like he won't have that pressure. Obviously, he can be, you know, a guy that Pittsburgh could pick up. Or, as you say, Carolina, they want to draft a quarterback. If they don't feel comfortable with Teddy Bridgewater, they can pick him up. But I think Pittsburgh would be the best fit for him just because, you know, they can get one more year out of Big Ben. And even if Big Ben doesn't, you know, meet the expectations, they can be like, okay, well, we're switching and we'll go to Trey Lance because he's going to be their future no matter what. Because Big Ben only has one more year. So either you put him in and Big Ben's not doing what you need him to do, or you can wait it out until next year and he has a year under his belt. You know, a player like that, like they did with Pat Mahomes, play with how they did Aaron Rodgers. You know, you give those guys that ability to sit and learn. So when they come in, it's not as much pressure and they're able to perform the way you want them to perform because they know the offense, they know the players, they've been around the system for a year. And so I think, you know, that that would be good for them and for him, for Trey Lance. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how it shakes out. But for right now, that's where my top five and, you know, where the top five quarterbacks where I see them going in this year's draft. All right, all right, all right. Can't get mad at it. Can't get mad at it. I mean, man, look, like it, it, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy drive because you know the one thing that I think is you know so many people are thinking that the top four picks will be quarterbacks, and as soon as that's not the case, you have these guys that were labeled as top, you know, that could go into the top five that slide down to teams, and is it really gonna be a but one is going to shake up of you know the skill position players or where you think they'll go because you don't think they'll be in the top five. But then you also got to think, okay, well, if teams that didn't think they can get some of these quarterbacks, well, now they do. So it's like, does that change where they go with their picks? Because they might feel pressure that, oh, well, maybe we need a quarter. Like, i.e. the Bears, you know, where the Bears are, oh, well, if one of these quarterbacks slide to, slides to us, and maybe we'll just get them. So it, it's a um, good because, you know, I, I think the, the the Bears, especially, you know, they, they might trade for Sam Darnold if Zach Wilson ends up going to the Jets. Or what about Jimmy G? If they draft a quarterback, what if Jimmy G goes? So it's all these dominoes that could happen between now and draft day and even, you know, after draft day. It's going to be an interesting offseason to see what they do. I'm just ready to see the QB battle because the battles when we get into the offseason are going to be the best, especially that we're coming off this COVID year where everybody didn't have that offseason to be able to actually work. Now we kind of got how it's going to flow. and We're going to get back into the actual NFL season. So we're actually going to probably get a preseason this year to actually get to see these guys before, you know, they hit the actual field. See if we got some, if we got some burnouts already, or are we actually going to be all right out here? 
Oh, uh, well, hey, man, I hope that we see some rookie matchups. I want to see Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence go at it. You know, I'm trying to see some of these guys. And you know what, though? Like, dark horse quarterbacks that could go in the first round that are outside of that, you know, top five, honestly – Kyle Trask could be, you know, a guy that sneaks his way. Now, I'm not going to say that he's going to be a starter in year one because I don't think that's true. But I do think, you know, he can sneak his way into the first round or early second round if, you know, a team doesn't go the quarterback route and ends up getting one in the second round. He could be a guy because he did lead, um, you know, the FBS and passing touchdowns. So. Oh, am I hearing the Patriots getting the quarterback in the, in the second round? Hey, look, if he went to the Patriots, look, I ain't no Patriots fan. That's the only team I hate in the NFL. But if he went to the Patriots, I, I'd hope he, uh, I'd hope he does well. Though, I mean, obviously, I, I would assume Cam is going to be the starter. But I just hope that once he gets his opportunity, they actually, you know, do well. Not win a Super Bowl well, but you know, they do. He he does well. Good enough, to, good enough to just say, okay, he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just enough to say, you know, he gets his money. You know, they 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 keep him as a franchise quarterback, more like a Drew, uh, Drew a Drew Bledsoe type of guy. All right, all right, I'm gonna throw my own little bias in there. Uh, check me out, <laughs> check me out right here. Check me out, check me out. I'm gonna say something, something that you probably got. I got Sam Ellinger. To the Washington football team in the third round. Ooh, I don't know about that, one, man. That's a that's a that's a take. That's a hot take. The only reason I said it because think about the team. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick on a year deal. They got Hanky. They got uh, Heineke that just came back. He's on a what a two year, three year deal, or a year another mm-hmm. year deal. They don't have a quarterback for the future right now, and the guy the guy can the guy can play. He can get out. He's mobile. He can he can throw the ball out there. We know he has a little bit of an arm. And, and we and we find out his forty time in the next couple of days. We probably have something here, ladies and gentlemen. Keep my word on this. Nobody's suspecting it right now. Oh, uh, do you think he started potential? I, I think he has the potential to actually do something in here. And this, because think about it, the league now is turning to where you have to be somewhat mobile. And a lot of guys right now that are on the draft board, it's only maybe the first three guys are mobile. Or, or the first three guys are mobile. Think about it. Justin Fields. Well, I'd mobile. say four out of the five are mobile. Four out of the five. The only one that's not as mobile is Mac Jones. Because the only one that's not mobile is Mac Jones. And Mac Jones, the only reason he's getting the honest opinion of, of, of this high of a rate is because, well, he, he, was, he was on the most diabolical franchise slash um, – what do you want to call this dynasty since what? The 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 Yankees dynasty, the Boston Red Sox dynasty? What what do we what's the most dominating dynasty since then? What the Heat? Hey, the most dominating dynasty ever is um UConn women women's yeah, basketball the U- team. They got the that's the UConn of, of college football. Like. <laughs> the UConn of college football, man. They 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 lose rarely, but they win a lot. That's basically it. That's a dynasty. So with Jeez. me, man, I'm just gonna say this: Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott played well. He didn't play great. He didn't play off the charts. He played well. But the thing I think, the thing that sort of separates him from a lot of those QBs is this: he reminds me. He reminds me of a lesser strong version of lesser strong version of Josh Allen. 
Josh Allen came into the league. He had a deep ball. He could put it out there. He was a mo- he was a guy who could come down, put let his shoulder down. Josh Allen took a John took, Josh Allen took two years, two years with the right QB coach, two years with the right coach, and look where he's at now. Hey, he also years. has Stephon Diggs and some boys, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He I got give him credit Diggs though. He, he definitely Diggs. he definitely had a big uptake yeah. from year two and to Curtis three. Curtis say and and Terry Lawrence can turn that around. Give him a QB and they got it. They got the running back. Antonio Gibson's there. And the defensive line hey, is I, hey, You know what? They might be one of those teams that uh that gets a guy in the first round if he falls. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I think they I mean they got uh, you know, uh what was his name? Uh Fitzmagic. Yeah. But obviously we all know Fitzmagic is never the long term answer. We've the seen biggest that for the year. We've seen that how many years? As, as they say, throw for 400 yards one game, then throws for four picks the next game. You never know what you're going to get. You're getting that four for four. Yeah, for four. Hey, I will say this, though. The man knows how to make it. The man knows how to say, hey, I'll win you some games. We're going to lose some, but I'm going to win you some games. Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to lose some, but we're going to win some, too. Now, yeah, we hey. might not make the playoffs, but we're going to win a few. <laughs> hey, we ain't going to be the trash receiver in the market, but we gonna be we going to be some trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> uh, well, hey, see, well, hey we'll, we'll see what happens in a month now. And we definitely got to, you know, stay up with it until draft night because April 29th, that's when it all goes down for the first round. So we'll see. I'm going to be sitting in my chair waiting on it. Hey, look, I'm going to have my, I might have some wine that night just because. I might just have I'm a, I'm I'm make it a wine night. All right. Over <laughs> the wine night. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. All right. Hey, this ends this episode of Big Facts. We hope to catch on uh catch us on another episode. We're trying to come out every week. So hey, catch y'all guys on the next episode. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>